Listen, I just want to talk to us for a little, a little while about Jesus. Um, just want to present again what was going on in baptism, kind of like the big picture of baptism. And I really want to, I feel in my heart of hearts like, how many hearts is that? Heart of hearts? Several hearts? All my hearts. Like, I want to give people the opportunity this morning to say, hey, do you know what? I want to consider following Jesus. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm stirred again. Like, I, I got baptized 18 years ago when I was like three. Um, I got baptized 18 years ago and, and it, honestly, it was, I know what it felt like for you guys up here earlier. There I was in my England t-shirt and my little skinny legs and my shorts and I was like, I don't know quite what this means but I love Jesus and I want to follow him. And I just want to say again, this is a profound morning, it's a profound moment, but every day is a profound moment when you follow Jesus. The eternal invitation from Jesus, well, this is his continual invitation. Hey, come follow me. Follow me into relationship. Not a set of practices or principles. Come follow me. Come follow me. And, and it's when we choose to follow Jesus, when I chose to do that, um, that's when a life gets utterly transformed. And it's as we continue to follow him, we, we stay on this continual process of being transformed. I, I, there's a story in, in, in the Bible, in, in Luke's Gospel. Luke is basically one of Jesus' friends. He, he, he writes this account, and there's a group of fishermen. I think it's Luke 5. Some of you know the story really well. Um, I think it's Luke 5. There's this guy, Simon Peter, and a bunch of other fishermen. They've gone fishing, and it says they've been fishing all day and all night, and they've caught nothing, zilch. Then Jesus turns up, and he's like, hey, guys, have you tried fishing, like putting your nets that side? You can imagine hit them like, yeah. Yeah, we did that. It didn't work. Um, we don't really know too much in the story, but, but we know that they'd been fishing all day and night and caught nothing. And, but there's something about Jesus. They, they responded to his voice. He asked them to do something, and they did it. And it says they caught this huge haul of fish, so much that they needed more people to come and help. And then it says when they arrived back on shore, they arrived, they left their boats, they left everything to follow Jesus. Do you know, that's what a Christian looks like. It's not a person that follows a religion. It's a person that is chosen in their heart of hearts to say, hey man, I'm leaving everything. I'm leaving my old life to follow him. And that's what happens. That's what happened to them. They had this encounter with this man. And from that, it said that they left everything. They left everything. And that's what happens to us today. I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. I wasn't brought up going to church, but I heard Jesus. I met Jesus. I encountered him in such a way that made, made me decide, man, I think I'm going to follow him. And I know that's happened for scores of you here. This was 18 years ago for me. It was a cold Wednesday evening, the 31st of October, 2001. Halloween, right? Says a lot. 2001, 18 years ago, it was a cold Wednesday night, and I remember hearing a message about Jesus. I'd heard religion, I, I, I'd understood religion, I thought I did, but then I heard this wonderful, transforming message of Jesus. There's a few verses that we're just going to chuck up on the screen here, and effectively this is what I heard, that God so loved the world, I was sitting in someone's front room, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish or be separated from him, but would have eternal life. But then it goes on. 
He didn't send his son to condemn the world. I don't know what you think of Christianity, but it's not a God who smites us. He didn't send his son to punish and condemn the world, but he sent his son to save the world through him. Man, this, honestly, it was like a seed. I'd always thought, man, I think there's a greater presence than humanity, but I don't know what that looks like. I believed in a God, but I didn't know about Jesus. And then I heard that God is Jesus, and Jesus came for us. I heard this message, and something in my heart went, man, I need Jesus. I thought I was fine, but there was an emptiness in my heart. And the moment I said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, the, G- the moment that I heard, actually, not, not like you're hearing my voice, but in my heart, I heard Jesus say to me, I love you so much, and I've come for you. And it's now time to decide. That's pretty much what I heard. The moment I went, I'm in. I felt myself being washed with the most incredible love. I know that might sound weird. But I knew this love transformed everything. I left this house. Quirky bunch of people that I didn't really know. And I was weeping like a baby. I phoned them. I think I'm a Christian. I think I've encountered Jesus. I didn't use the word encounter. Jesus is real. 18 years ago, changed my life inside out, upside down. And I'm looking at some of your eyes here this morning, I know that's true for you. And some of you, I remember when my cousins came to my baptism, they were sat at the back going, what on earth is this place? So I appreciate that some of you are like, I just want to get out of here. But I just pray, I hope and pray, like Sarah said, that man, all of us somehow would meet with him in a way this morning. My machine's just turned itself off iPad (laughs) machine there's this guy Dan Moller and he said this the gospel or the good news of Jesus it isn't a survival kit it's the promise of a transformed life nothing less it's not a self-bettering it's not a survival kit it's not hold on until you might go to heaven it's the promise of a transformed life right now right in the here and now Christianity is not trying harder. Man, I've tried that. It doesn't work. It's not trying to belong to a better moral high club. It's not, it's not a different lifestyle, can I say. It's not a religion to follow. It's a person. And it's the person of Jesus. And I want to be as bold as brass to say, listen, for those that have said, man, I'm in. I'm following this man. I'm following Jesus. 100% life transformation. 100%. You see, that was the picture that was presented here in the tub. That was the picture that's been presented this morning. When Johnny, when Macy, Ruby and Chloe stood boldly, bravely in front of all of us and said, man, I'm identifying with him. His death, his burial and resurrection. As Jesus died, my old life is dead and buried in him. As Jesus rose, my new eternal life is now with him, transformed now and forever. It's amazing. And I just, my prayer is that some of you this morning, maybe you've been following him for 28 years, maybe two weeks. I pray that there'd be a joy again in your heart to realize what this looks like. Um, This guy called Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, in a letter in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians, I just want to say one verse from that, 5.17, 2 Corinthians 5.17, says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He or she is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Man, I needed that. 
God set me free from a 10-year drug issue in a millisecond, in a moment. I knew the reason why I was weeping like a baby is because I knew the old had gone and the new life was suddenly here, this new, brand new baby. And I don't know what to do with it, but I know Jesus is alive. If anyone is in Christ, let, let me say that again, if anyone is in him, you're a brand new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So that's the picture we saw, old for new, rags for riches, new creation. I wish they were still in here, the kids are in their kids' work, I'd love to have addressed them a little bit this morning, but the Bible also refers to us being in Christ, I think I've said that already, in Christ, and there's other references in the New Testament that alludes to the same sort of thing. That we're not only in Christ, but we're seated with him. Sarah read from Ephesians earlier, we're seated with him. We're hidden in him. I love that. The fact that when fear sets in, or any danger, or calamity, or confusion, or anxiety, or pain, man, I'm hidden in Jesus. I'm seated, I'm hidden, I'm grafted into him. We've got surgeons in the house. The skin graft, it becomes the same as the body. You're so one with that body. And also, this writer Paul says, you've been baptized into Jesus. You know, the word baptized means to, to dip. It means to drench. It means to submerge. So that's what happened. We didn't just flick them with water. We absolutely dipped them in the water. So this is the picture that it presents. And this is the picture that it presents to you if you're in Christ, that you are 100% dipped, completely immersed, completely submerged, baptized into him. It's beautiful. And you're never going to be removed from him. This guy, Paul, also said this in Galatians 2. He says, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. I didn't beat my drug habit. Jesus did it. Let me say that again. I didn't beat my drug habit. Jesus beat it. I ended up in hospital. I ended up cheating people, hurting people, lying to people, particularly my family. And in a moment, Jesus said, man, that's dead. I've been crucified with Jesus. I've been crucified with him. And I no longer live, but Jesus lives in me. Friends, if you've turned to Jesus then that's a profound truth of what's happened to you. You've had this wonderful exchange, old for new, rags for riches, brand new creation. It's the amazing reality for us all. Sarah's already read it. I didn't know she was going to do that. But Ephesians 2, I just want to draw out to a contrast, if you like, from chapter 2 in Ephesians. It starts by saying, as for you, you were dead in your sins. Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> happy Christmas and a jolly happy new year. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions, your trespasses, and your sins. In the way you used to live. Dead, dead as a dodo, dead, dead, dead. Dead. No, no sort of just limping. As for you, this is what the writer says, you were dead. But then, this is the contrast, but because of his great love for us and it's ridiculous not because he thought mm, Paul you'll do no because of his great love for you bro 
because of his great love for us. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Jesus. It's by grace we've been saved. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive. So there you are, a picture of baptism as well. We were, we were dead, whoops, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. I'd like to use someone as a bit of a demonstration again. And then God raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Absolutely beautiful, old for new. 2 Corinthians, uh, sorry, uh, Colossians 2, similar contrast. It says you were dead because of your sins and because of the sinful nature that hadn't yet been cut away from you, but then God made you alive with Christ. And then it gets better, friends. He forgave all of your sin. <sighs> if only you could have been me, and if only I could have been you, the moment, you know, the moment you encountered Jesus, when I knew that I was being forgiven, oh man, there wasn't a drug in the world that could have given me the same euphoric high. There wasn't enough money in the world that could have given me the same high to know that all of my rebellion, all of my guilt and shame, and man, my, my heart was so full of shame. It was so full of guilt. In a moment, then God made me alive with Christ and he forgave all my sins. Wow, old for new. It's an amazing free gift. Like Sarah said, it's a free gift from God. And I want you to know, friends, this morning, man, we're not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna hype anything. Because I know, I, I believe in Jesus, I believe he changes lives. But I want you to know there's a gift on offer for you this morning. Maybe, maybe you've been brought up as a churchgoer or as a Christian and, and you find yourself here this morning and you're like, man, I, I don't know what's going on in life. Maybe there's a time this morning that you're thinking, yeah, I think I need to rededicate my life to Jesus. We're going we're gonna to pray later and I'm just going to allow God to do whatever he wants to do. But this is an amazing gift that he does for us and it's all by him. It's all through Jesus. 1 Peter, it says, he himself bore our sins. Look at that. Just look at that for a minute. He himself bore it. So it wasn't just, hey, you've been washed from some external process. He took it on himself. I just want you to think about that for a moment. The God of the whole universe, Christ Jesus. The one who says created all things, everything is for him, because of him, to him, through him. He made everything. He's reconciling all things. But because of his great love for us, he took on my brokenness like a garment, man. And he wore your pain. And he wore your suffering. And he wore your hatred and your jealousy and your lust and your confusion. He wore it as a suit of skin. And he died with it on the cross. And that we could receive his right standing before God. Man, it's amazing. Here we see this great exchange as well. 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, God made him, that is Jesus, who knew no sin to become sin for us. So that we might become the righteousness of God. I love this. This is like the scales. All of my junk, boom, onto Jesus he didn't have any sin, and God made him sin. He carried all of our broken hearts 
Friends, this is the timeless message of Christianity, that God so loved you, and he so loves you, that he came for you, that he didn't want to leave you. He knows exactly where you're at this morning, and he loves you. He knows you by name, and he loves you more than we could ever possibly describe. So this was the profound picture this morning. Somehow, here in Mossside, in Manchester, 2019, that we together saw four people talk about a transformation that's happened now, and it's a transformation that will be for eternity. You see, this is just a glimmer. This is like the starter before the main course. One day, the Bible says, God will make all things new. All creation will be renewed, a brand new earth that we will live on forever. And we're like the first fruit of that, if you like. We're the starter before the main course. So we are somehow new creations that's broken in on history, ready, all eagerly waiting for this day where Jesus will make everything brand new. Transformed now and transformed forever. I'm just going to invite you to stand. Thanks, John. There's no, there's no magical formula in terms of how God speaks to us. Just, and just, just go with what he might be doing in your heart right now or in your mind. Just explore a little bit. just want to throw those verses up on the screen again. Uh, John 3, 16 and 17. I'd just love us all to look at these verses. And just put yourself in there. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for your life right now? You know, we don't have to be scared any longer. You don't have to be standing next to the person next to you feeling awkward in any way. Man, I can't tell you what to feel anyway. But just look at those verses. I, I look at those afresh this morning and I think, wow, Jesus, you loved us that much that you would come. And not only to rescue us, not only to wash us, but to utterly 100% transform us, now and forever. Friends, 18 years ago, these statements or these truths changed my life forever. And I believe this morning they're going to change people's lives. I believe that. I'm scared. It's nerve-wracking standing here, but I believe it, because he did it for me. And I know you're probably scared, but you don't need to be scared. Jesus loves you so much. He loves you. He so loves you, and he wants to transform you. He wants to give you a hope and a future. He wants to give you transformation now and forever. He wants you to have a brand new life. So how do we respond together? Well, really feel that there's different ways, I guess. For some of you, you might say, yeah, do you know what? I, I identify myself as a Jesus follower, but I've not yet been dipped. I've not yet been baptized. Man, let me encourage you. 
be baptized. It's the first step of following him. Be baptized. We're not going to expect you to run up and dive bomb into here. But be baptized. The next time we have baptisms, be the first to say, as for me, I'm going to stand before my church family and say, this is my transformed life on display. Be baptized. Maybe you're here and you're like, do you know I've come because I'm supporting a friend? But I've heard something that's left me intrigued. And I want to find out more. Chat to your friends that brought you. Chat to us. Journey with us a little bit. We're here every Sunday. Get to know us as a community. We get to know you. We'll share our stories with you. There's hundreds of stories in this room. Keep coming. Let the Lord draw you. I say this to people. Jesus is either 100% real or we need some help. <laughs> Genuinely. Look around. Look at hundreds of people that have been transformed. And lastly, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes. You might want to give your heart to Jesus right now. What I mean by that, and I know, man, I know there's broken hearts in this room. Some of you might be, man, I followed Jesus, but I've, I've stopped. Maybe it's time to recommit your life to him. Or maybe for the first time, you say, Jesus, I don't know what, what this looks like, but like that guy Sam has been saying, I just want to follow you. I'm going to lead us all in a very, very simple prayer. You might want to place your hand on your heart, extend your hands, whatever you want to do. Just say this. If you want to dedicate your life to Jesus, Jesus, here I am. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for all of my pain, all of my wrongs, all of my hurts. Thank you that you would die for me. But I also believe you rose again and you're alive. So I turn to you in faith today and I say you're my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, today I choose to follow you, to trust you. Please help me. Thank you that you forgive me. Thank you that you transform me. Thank you that you've made me whole. Just spend a moment just giving your own words to Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, I so love the fact that 18 years ago you changed my life and here I am with new friends talking about you. Do you know what I'm going to ask you to do? Because we want to help you from this point. If you've rededicated your life to Jesus or if you've given your heart to him, I just want you to lift up your hand. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. This is what he does. I just want to say welcome to family. The whole of heaven is going nuts right now. Please, before you leave today, I want you to chat to the person you're with. Come find one of us. Talk to us as a community. We just want to help you know what you do from here. But I just want to say welcome to family. It's wonderful. For everyone else, I just want to leave you with this thought. Jesus loves you more than you could ever possibly think, dare or imagine. Keep following him. Keep following him. Lord Jesus, we love you. And we love the fact that you transform our lives. Thank you for, for Chloe, for Ruby, for Macy, for Johnny. Oh God, we thank you so much for these dear lives. We thank you for our lives and we thank you that you love us. So we choose to follow you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.